tools for living, room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 109. So when you hear the word theology, what comes to mind? Is it dusty libraries filled with massive books about God? Maybe it's gray-haired scholars using big, multi-syllabled words that require a dictionary to describe the Almighty. Well, I believe that today's conversation with Jenny Randall is going to change all of that. My discussion with her about her new book, Flash Theology, is anything but dry, you guys. In fact, it's downright fire. Well, I'm excited to have Jenny Randall on the Living Room Podcast with me today. And I was reading your bio, and it is just amazing. You're an Emmy Award-winning editor who went on a journey to discover what it really means to live on purpose. And out of that journey has come so many different, beautiful things. But I'd love to have you just tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. So I worked in the entertainment industry. This was like my dream job. And I felt called to make an impact there. And it was wonderful. It was, we joke, those were my glory days and I've gone downhill since. Um, (laughs) But it was so fun and life-giving and it, it was where I felt called to be. And then the Lord started transitioning me out and I felt called into speaking and writing and ministry but I didn't really have a grid for what that looked like. And this was in my mid twenties. And I told a friend and the friend innocently was like, well, why, why would you do that? And I twisted those words to be like, you're to think you're not good enough. You're not called to do this. No one's going to ever trust you to step on a stage. Like, you know how we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. all those lies and the enemy creeps in and like pauses us from the things we're called to do. So There was a 10-year delay, a 10-year wrestling, a decade of wondering, and I would see another another woman lead in that way, and I'd be like, I think I can do that. And I would think that from, not from a place of arrogance, but like, I feel that similar burden. And eventually the Lord got a hold of my heart and, you know, conviction is real. I was weeping as I felt as if he said, Jenny, the question you're asking is wrong. It's not who am I to do that? It's who is God to bring you through it? Mm. And, And my whole perspective shifted where I realized I was making this calling all about me, but I needed to trust God that he knows what he's talking about. Like if he called me to something, he's going to resource me. He's going to empower me. He will connect me with the right people. And since I said, yes, it's been, gosh, a journey, but here we are five books. I'm writing my fifth now, just launched my fourth book and podcasting and doing ministry. And really, I really am thankful. Um, for the sweet conviction of the Lord and repentance and stepping out and those encouragers that I've had along the way and just learning, learning what this looks like to, to step into ministry in this capacity has been such an adventure. And now it is the dream job. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, you and Candace Payne have an awesome podcast. Can you, can you tell them the title? Because I think all of us girls can go, oh my word. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I have to say it slowly or my New Yorker will come out and mess it up. So the title of our podcast is called Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. And we, our goal is to help people find freedom from the things they tell themselves they should and should not do. 
Yeah, which is exactly what kept <laughs> you shut down for all those years. Yes. And, and yet at the same time, have you found that God's timing in it all is still perfect? I think sometimes the shoulds yeah. shut us up and shut us down, but it's almost like the Lord understands that. And He even uses those insecurities to just bring us back to him. And um, I love I love that. I lo- so you guys, you definitely have to check out the podcast. But your new book, will you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So my new book is called Flash Theology. And the whole goal is to help people know and enjoy God more. And it's a visual guide. So I actually partnered with a theologic, uh, an academic theologian, Braden Brookshire, on this project, who's actually, we're also related. So it was like so fun. And he came alongside me on my other books where I'd be like, hey, can you, can you check this and make sure I'm not making stuff up? Like, because you know, there's a weight, there's a weight to do what we do. Like, you got to yes. make sure you are representing the word properly and teaching people biblical truth. So he was always a champion of my work and always helped me um, make sure it was accurate. And we always dreamed about working together. And this project is really the best of both of our brains, meaning it was a creative outlet of expression for me. And I really love simplifying these big truths about who God is and communicating that in an easy and digestible way while also helping people um, take action on what that actually means. And Braden, with his academic smarts, like it was just so such a perfect project for the both of us. So I'm really thrilled that it's coming out. Yeah. And it's a beautiful book, you guys. It's full color and lots of just really great illustrations, diagrams, but not the boring kind of <laughs> diagrams, <laughs> you know? It's not like going to uh, to school and yeah, no, it's, it's just lovely. When you were working on this um, and just kind of like trying to distill, what are the most important things that people need to understand about the Lord? Because what I love about it is you guys kind of brought theology, this massive topic down to a place where we as just those of us who maybe didn't go to Bible school or don't have a theological background could actually get our teeth into it. Yeah, so we divided we divided the book into three sections. So the first section is talking about what is God and these are the foundational truths that we we know in our head but we might not understand it in our heart, right? So it's not becoming real to us. And those truths are God is the author of life. God is relational. God is triune. What does that actually mean? God is dwelling. God is holy. So we expand that in a way where it's digestible and understandable, but also brings the truth alive in the way it should be. And then the second part is what is God or who is God? And that's just these like declaring the truth of who God is. God is king. God is father. God is rabbi. God is liberator. God is spouse even. And it's really helping people see who God is. And then the last part is the communicable attributes that we share. So these are, how are we image bearers? And Mm. and how do we do that through knowing who God is? So God is merciful. God is rich. God is kind. God is glorious. Knowing these things about God, how does that impact us in our everyday life? So we had so much fun. And I will tell you, I have walked through a hard, I'm walking through a hard season with health unknowns and just different different things in life. I mean, I feel like we all go through this stuff, right? And I have found even, you know, in the book writing process, you write it and then you wait and then you have to read it and edit it. And it's such a process. So I've read the words so many times, but I have gone to 
these theological truths and they're stabilizing for me in yes. a lot of ways. And yes. And it and when our world is rocked, when we feel uncertain, we have these stabilizing truths to hold on to. When people are saying, This is my truth and I'm gonna fight for it. and it, it's like, well, I know the truth. I know who God is. Yeah. And it's just this beautiful reminder to hold everything, our circumstances, who we are, um, the world around us, to hold everything under the authority of scripture and even the character of God. So I, I pray that that's how people are impacted by this resource. Yeah. You know, uh, as I was working on my book about trusting God, it was it was so wonderful because the Lord used that time to really open my eyes to who he is. You know, sometimes we, I think we've so made our Christianity about what we do and our response and the shoulds, the shoulds, right? I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And no wonder we feel so burdened. No wonder we feel like, I don't know if I can do this. Everyone else seems to get it, but I, I'm really struggling. And as the Lord just kind of shifted even the whole idea of trusting Him from my ability to work up faith to His incredible faithfulness, things that honestly, I just got to tell you, Jenny, used to feel really dry, like the attributes of God, like, okay, the attributes of God. (laughs) Heard about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's omniscient. He's on my... But He started making like elementary truths just explode in my soul. And all of a sudden I begin to just, and I know it was just this little glimpse of all that he is. All of a sudden Mm. it it wasn't hard to trust him when you begin to understand who he truly is. And and listen, you guys, that's, yes, that is a work of study that is the truth of theology but but it's bringing the spirit of god to the theology of god to make it come alive and and i sense that's your really your heart of like oh let's let's get the dry truth of who god is down to that living breathing mighty god that we serve and and i i love that you brought your creativity to the theology. I was telling you before we went on, again, as I read your bio, I'm like, oh my word, this is a multi-passionate woman. And I'm thinking like, you guys have a community called Freedom Creatives, and you're just encouraging people to to use their God-given gifts. And yet you're also going for your master's degree in theology. And I find that fascinating because sometimes we tend to be one-dimensional people, but it's almost like God's brought you on a journey of just that, mm, I don't know, there's a beautiful holistic thing that God's doing in you. And I wonder, how do we open our hearts to that? Mm, I love, this is such a great question. And as you're a creative too, I would love to hear your insights. But the first thought I have is, so to define theology or, uh, yeah, theology is the study of God. So if you're opening your Bible, you're studying God. Now, everybody has a theology of God. It yeah. might be different from our biblical theology, right? right. So we're, we're teaching biblical theology. And just thinking through how every there's different types of learning styles, right? right. So how you study God 
can be creative. I mean, we have flashcards on our website. We're like, have some fun with it. You know, it doesn't have to be, we think of the theologians and we're like, this is going to be academic and stuffy and dusty and crusty. And that's, that's not how God designed us to know him. He Mm. is real. He is, you know, always moving. The Holy Spirit awakens the text uh, within us. And as, as we read it. So I think uh, part of the joy I had in this project was figuring out the creative elements that could help the visual learners really understand it. And I found that the Lord has used that as a strength in my ministry, because if I preach, he'll give me insight in how to communicate a different way or even a visual to to create that will uh, communicate that better. And I think it's like almost knowing how you learn your learning style and then understanding God through that learning style. What would you add to the conversation, Joanna? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing that changed it for me is I always kind of approached Bible reading and even Bible study as sort of, it's the have to. Again, it's the shoulds, right? It's a chore. Yeah. 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 It's my duty. (laughs) It's my duty. It wasn't a delight. And to be honest, I kind of thought Mm. of it as something that I had to do. Like I, I needed to do this. I got to get in the word, but I didn't really know how to get the word into me. And so even just stopping and inviting the Holy Spirit into the equation, like before we even open the word or go to, to study of theology of like, Lord, would you make this alive? Because otherwise mm-hmm. it's just the letter of the law and, and the law on its own is good but it can't bring the life and the life change that God wants to bring. And so just adding that, just inviting the Holy Spirit to make it alive has really changed it for me. I love that you brought that up. So I I used to be the girl who I got, I became a Christian at 18, radically transformed my whole entire life. I'm 40 now. So, so I've matured in the faith where I don't do this anymore. But when I first became a Christian, I was the girl who would flip the Bible open wherever I landed. The Lord is speaking. And this word (laughs) is directly for me. And like, I put myself first in the scripture. And I've since learned not to do that. Mm -hmm. So I've learned how to study the biblical context and the cultural context of the scripture and who's the author and who's writing this. And, And I've learned how to do that so well that I would exegetically go line by line by line where it became a study. And yeah. like you said, I I forgot to invite the Holy Spirit into my process. So it's almost like I swung the other way, so academic that I forgot to sit and be still with the Lord after I read and after I did the study. And la- in one of my seminary classes I took last semester, it was this great academic class. I was learning so much, but the foundation of it, the professor kept saying, study the scripture and then sit with it. Mm. And every time, because you know, you have to carve out time to be intentional, yes, right? Yes. It, it, you have to be intentional to make that space. But every time I would set the atmosphere, I'd get my cozy little cushion out. I'd um, like tell my kids to go do whatever, like, don't distract me. We're having a moment. I'd set the stage. I create the environment and then I'd study and then I'd sit with the text and I'd be like, okay, Lord, 
I know this is about you first, Yeah. but I know your text comes alive and you can use it to speak to me. Are there any words that need to be highlighted for me right now in this moment? Are there any themes from this text that you want to teach me through or lead me through? Is there anything I need to repent? And I would just ask these questions and Mm. sit still and wait for a response. Every time, every time the Holy Spirit would highlight something for me and I'd get kicked in the face or like loved by a father, right? Yes. And and I was like, man, this is so important. This is what it's about. The head and the heart connecting to embrace a God who loves us so deeply, he will sit with us in our questions. So I love yeah. what you said about inviting the Holy Spirit into the study time. Well, it's, it's when it becomes fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you want, you can't get enough. Yeah. And you like crave that time. Yeah. 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 And because I think so many times, again, I just, I didn't expect this, but we're coming back to the shoulds. You know, we Mm -hmm. make our Christianity a whole bunch of shoulds. And, and rather than this beautiful relationship. And I think, you know, so many times too, I sort of thought that it was going to be I don't know why, but like the audible voice of God or something like, you know, and, (laughs) and I'm finding sometimes it's just that still small voice that one day in scripture, uh, you know, I, I journal my quiet time and that's really made it come alive where it's a conversation with the Lord. It's not just, I read this, this is what I think it says, or this is what I love what I've learned about God because I didn't have that piece until I talked to Jen Wilkins and she talked about what does this, what does this tell me about God, which I think brought a whole nother aspect because sometimes I was so stuck on personal application. I didn't realize I was missing this whole dynamic. Again, the theology of this incredible God we serve. And so bringing it together, like you said, head and heart, God and me, (laughs) it's this beautiful relationship. Oh, so rich. So out of your study in this flash theology, what was maybe the one big, huge aha moment for you? Oh, I could preach on this for days. I know you're going to like the response. I can feel it in my bones. I (laughs) So... Biblical theology is when you take a theme and you trace it from Genesis to Revelation. And what my co-author and I did is we picked the chapters that we felt like, oh, I want to write about this. And we split it 50-50 and we'd have conversations just like you and I are are about different theological topics and it would come alive even more and then we'd go back to writing. So I was so excited to write this and it came alive in such a way that I was like, oh my gosh, I could preach on this every day of my life. but. Forever. And that chapter is about, it's called God is Dwelling, and it's chapter Mm -hmm. five from the book. And it talks about in the Old Testament where God, where his presence resided, and it leads you through these different places God resided. And then in the New Testament, God, obviously, in, in the incarnation of Jesus, where he had his earthly ministry, and then he gives us the Holy Spirit. And if we know Jesus, the indwelling of the Holy, that same, like the same the same God who dwelled in the tabernacle, the same God that dwelled yes. in the temple, the same God uh, that roamed this earth now indwells in us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Like, I can't, I don't think we can fully <laughs> no. comprehend this. No. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exactly the thing that's like exploding in me. Like, again, yeah. rather than the shoulds, it's Christ in me that's the hope of glory. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, 
right? Like, and I'm like, how can I live into this, Lord? Because I think there, I think it might be the secret. In fact, Paul talks about the mystery, right? The secrets that he yeah. was allowed to look into. And he said, the mystery, which is Christ in you. That's the mystery. Yes. And so, yeah. And if we keep trying to like compartmentalize and that's the God stuff, and now it's my responsibility, we're missing this beautiful synergy of us partnering with Jesus. Oh my goodness. Okay. I took over, but yeah, you're right. I love that. <laughs> no, no. I love, I love just conversating about this stuff because I think we, like your ideas made me spin into this idea. We tend to put the pressure on ourselves. I have to perform in Christianity or I need to say the right thing, or I have to go and I have to do this. And, and we make it inadvertently this performance. And the Lord is like, man, pressure's off. Just power up in me and I will minister through you. And the times I've been aware to the presence of God ministering through me, it is wild and radical and unbelievable. And I'll do that all day long, right? But Exactly. But, but the, the beautiful thing is the ultimate dwelling place for God is when we are face-to-face -face with Jesus and we have access to His full presence and... Yeah. He's given us the opportunity to help others understand that. And that is just equally as wild. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it really is so overwhelming. And I think one of the lies that the enemy uses is, well, of course, Jenny gets it. Of course, Joanna gets it because they're like authors and they study the Bible. But um, I, I'm either I'm new to the faith or I've known Jesus all my life, but I just don't get the word of God. I just, I don't know how, mm -hmm. I know I should have a quiet time. I know I should know more about God, but I feel so behind. I feel so behind. I don't, and I don't know, but I meet a lot of people who feel so behind. They're like, well, I'm just going to hold on to grace and believe that, you know, I'm making it to heaven because of Jesus. But I don't know that I can have that personal, <laughs> intimate friendship with the Lord. What would you say to them? Mm. I'm over here writing a lot of ideas down. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a good conversation. So I, I think if you feel like you've arrived, then you're really messing up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? Like check yourself, check yourself because we've never, we've never fully arrived until we're face to face with Jesus. Yeah. So my co-author Brayden, he always says theology and walking out our Christian life is this process. We should always be changing and molding and growing and refining and, and hungering for more and and not settling into this intimidation factor of, well, this person's doing it like this and I can't do that. So I'm just going to shrink back because God doesn't invite us to shrink yeah. back. So it, if anyone's listening and they're like, I just don't understand it all, I just want to remind you that the Holy Spirit, just as we were describing, the Holy Spirit can bring the text alive, can bring scripture alive, can bring these resources alive. Uh, you mentioned Jen Wilkin. She has an amazing resource called Women of the Word. Yes. Highly recommend that as a starting point to, to learn about the Bible and even getting in a church community. That is one of the ways God designed us to grow mm -hmm. in our faith is getting around like-minded people in a Bible teaching church and um, begin to be vulnerable before them. Obviously, if it's a safe environment, there's a time and a place, right? right. But trust them with some of that. And to re a reminder that a mom or a parent is a theologian of that home. Yeah. 
Can you even believe it? We have this responsibility to instill the truths of God within our household. And I don't know about you, but like I, I, we live in a wild time. Like we mm-hmm. live in a crazy season of life and just reminding my kids, God loves you. Yeah. That is such a basic statement. But when you truly know it from your head to your heart, it stabilizes so much, so much. And I think if we think, oh, I don't have all the answers, you don't need all the answers. You can do research. You can Google your way through it. We just need to know the foundational truths of who God is. And that will bring us through some of those question marks of life. Mm, So true. So true. And I just keep being reminded of an old, I think it was a Quaker phrase, start small, but begin. Start small, but begin. Mm -hmm. And the enemy wants to tell us if you don't know it all, then, you know, you never will. But I've just found, I I was just thinking through my own journey. um, You know, sometimes like I taught, I taught children's church for years. Sometimes just going back to the basics, you're learning along with them, you know, Um, getting into a a Bible study and starting to, you know, unwrap some of the truths of God's word. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just sense in my spirit, especially in this time that we're living, that um, that this this is just Joanna. This is not thus saith the Lord. But I feel like there's almost a special dispensation of the Holy Spirit available to Mm. us to like exponentially expand our understanding. We've never lived in a more resource-rich world than we live in now. And and I do think we have to be careful because sometimes that can be overwhelming. But just asking the Holy Spirit, just saying, I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you. And then trusting that He's going to bring the resources along the way. And I think, Jenny, your book is a great start, you know, to where it's devotional in manner, right? It's just a day at a time. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So we laid it out into 31 days and you can take as long as you want. Don't be like, I can't get it done in a month. You can sit with it for a while. And we've been leading a group of people online through it in book study form. So we're doing like an online book club and just the insight people are getting from these truths and these different chapters and the conversations we're having. It it is impacting my faith. And I and I wrote the book and I'm like, this is awesome, the conversations we're having around this book. And um, so there's 31 theological truths that people can get their hands on. But in every chapter, we summarize the main idea. It's called, in a, so we have these in a flash statements. So like, that's the main thing. So we make it easy for you. And then at the end of every chapter, this is actually my favorite part. We have an apply this section. And what we're doing is we're moving We're trying to urge you to move from the head to the heart and actually take action on what you just learned. So, and all of the apply this sections throughout the book, actually, we're teaching you how to walk out the different spiritual disciplines in our faith without saying you're walking out the different spiritual disciplines. So it's just this cool little thing we're doing to teach you how to live this Christian life. And man, if if you feel intimidated by the topic of theology, I want to urge your listeners to maybe do it with a friend. Find a friend that you could talk through these things with, just like we're doing now. Like my faith is stirred in this conversation, just sharing our stories of how we've seen God move. And that's what it's about. We build one another up in the faith as we try to figure this whole thing out, because it really is a mystery. But God will give us these glimpses of himself 
where we catch pieces of who he is and we're like, okay, my heart feels settled. I'm ready to go. I love it. I love it so much. One of the quotes that I found for my book that just resonates in my heart is a phrase that Paternus wrote to his son back, I don't even remember, it's a Greek scholar. And he said, think magnificently of God above all. Everything, above all of the Christian duties, above all the shoulds and the should nots, think magnificently of God. And I just, I don't know, that's just really challenging and changing me. Because again, it takes the eye off of what we need to do. And we get to see what he's done through his son, what he's still doing. And that, you know, I think the biggest thing that can be so life-changing is when we understand how much he longs to have fellowship, friendship with us. And, uh, you know, friendship is built by getting to know one another. And so, yeah. Oh, so much rich, rich stuff. There were so many other things I wanted to talk with you about, Jenny, but I just feel like God took this conversation exactly where it needed to go. Um, What would you say to that person who says, again, I feel so behind? Where, Where would be maybe just even in the study of God's Word, maybe one place to start? I always advise people to start to pick one of the Gospels. And so that's Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, and to, and to pick and to study the author and like Mm. do some research on who wrote this book. What's their perspective they're coming from. And then as you read, notice the different, um, the different mentions of father, God, Lord, Mm. Jesus, Holy spirit, because that will help you develop that relationship with triune God, Father, yeah. Son, Holy Spirit, because you'll see him throughout the pages of scripture. And um, I, I always think that's a fun way to start because it's kind of like, okay, I got my homework. Let me see. And you can get your little yeah. fancy colored pencils and like <laughs> highlight the different. <laughs> okay, there's the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so I always think that's a fun place to start. Um, the the charismatic in me is like, start an axe, but that's a whole different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> We'll save that for a second. After you read the Gospels, go to Acts. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. I I would agree. The Gospels are great. And I love Paul's epistles. I think one of the things that changed me was reading less and reading more slowly. And just this concept of reading until God speaks Mm. and then stopping there and beginning to go, okay, what is that? And sometimes... What that looks like for me is like, there's just, I'll, I'll be reading and something will kind of pique my interest. Like, I wonder what that means or what, or, oh, or, and then I'll, sometimes I'll keep reading, but I'll find myself coming back. That's how it, it works for me. And I'll just write that down and begin to just dialogue with the Lord. And the same thing with the gospels, like just asking the Lord questions. What, what is that? What are you saying to me? What does that tell me about you? So, mm. oh, Jenny, I love you, girl. I love you. And I can't wait to see what the Lord does through this book. Would you pray for us as we go? Oh, I would love to. Thanks for asking. All right. Father God, I just lift up everybody under the sound of my voice. And I thank you for who they are. I thank you for inviting them into relationship with you, Lord. And I I pray we all get the memo, pressure's off, power up. And Mm. I pray for anybody listening right now that has this hunger to to walk out 
their theologianness. <laughs> I pray that they get the passion to just show up one step at a time, to not feel like they have to have all the right answers or they have to be a super genius academic theologian, yeah. but they just need to rest in you as you bring the text alive. So I pray that any intim- intimidation in getting to know you, God, is lifted off right yes. now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for, jo- for Joanna and the show and her ministry and the spaces you've placed her, God. She is such a gift to this community. So I just pray for continual favor over her work. And I just pray that she continues to grow closer to you mm-hmm. day in and day out. Yes, and we love Jesus. you, Lord, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, how I wish our eyes could be fully open to the beautiful magnificence of God. But even more than that, I I want our hearts to be set on fire by the knowledge that you and I have been chosen to know Him, to be His very own child. I hope you'll pick up Jenny's new book, Flash Theology, and start your own adventure into the mystery of a God who loves you so much He came down to make you His own. You'll find links to all things Jenny in the show notes over at my website, but you can also find them below the play button on most podcast players. And speaking of books, I did want to remind you about my new book, Embracing Trust, The Art of Letting Go and Holding On to a Forever Faithful God. As I mentioned in the episode, I talk a lot about this God you can trust. But I've also created a video Bible study to go along with the book, and you can learn about both of them at embracingtrust.com. If you decide to purchase the study, be sure to enter the code word TRUST and you'll get 20% off. Oh, you guys, if we only understood how wonderful our Father is, how glorious Jesus is, and what a sweet comforter the Holy Spirit wants to be to us, well, I don't think we'd ever try to do Christianity on our own. Instead, we'd tap into everything that God's made available, because as we tap into Him, it's His life that overflows, helping us live and love and lead like Him. See you next time.